on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Bing launched major changes to webmaster tools. Even regular people can control their presence in the Google search results. Greg really hammered home the tool puns, but they were excellent. Jess unleashed the executive decision to deliver some urban justice on Steven Seagal with maximum conviction. <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> and we talked about bad bots and bad boats. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. A proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Christine Zernhel. AKA Chef. And I'm Jess Bud. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on February 28th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning. We read all the news. So you don't have to. And first up, we've got a bit of an issue to start our housekeeping section here. We had some audio issues last week. Mm-hmm. Apologies for that. It should be loud, clear, HD quality mm-hmm. audio so you can hear my nasally drone in full effect. And also, if you want to watch us, Shep, you keep pushing people to watch us. You can see us on the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel. If you don't know where it is, it's now on the homepage of searchenginejournal.com. Or you could just listen. Or you could just listen. But we also have a new video up, a really well done video we did here at Cypress North in-house. So go check that out if you want to see us and our smiling faces and getting a little sassy too, to be honest. <laughs> Always. All right, and one last thing. I am not going to be here next week. We've got the fabulous Mark stepping in for me. Mm-hmm. He's the best thing to hit demand gen since the funnel, basically. Oh, wow. So he will be here taking over my seat. I am going to be on vacation. Are you excited? No. <laughs> I'm horrified. Why? I'm the only human maybe on planet Earth that is going on a cruise <laughs> at this point in time. I'm sure there will be a lot of people on the boat. I hope not. That was actually my one saving grace. I'm going on a four-day cruise. My wife wanted to see how normal people go on vacation because <laughs> we usually just take the kids to like some weird spot and go hiking. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to see what normal people do. And so I feel like I'm like a bit of those hurricane chasers or, the, you know, the tornado chasers where they get on a... They get in a car and go yeah. like right into the eye I've of a tornado. I've seen Twister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they like have like that. special equipment though. You don't just but show up. You got to be. That's me though. I'm getting on a cruise ship going to the coronavirus. You're going to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing like, <laughs> look at the stock prices of these places. <laughs> so yeah. And then, I mean, my one other thing is like, I'm a pseudo prepper and you can't <sighs> really prep on a cruise ship you're just screwed like what are you gonna do you hope that they prepped that they have ample well, food I mean, i'm not assuming floating that. around i'm sure they prepped in with with your credit card included like i don't think <laughs> that's the case did you get a mask no i don't have a mask mm-hmm. i have i have my mushroom powder blend oh right that is antiviral <laughs> so i can't i don't think i could actually get it if the if you tried giving it to me the good but. news is your facial hair or lack thereof is appropriate for mask use do you guys see that infographic yes Wait, you're not supposed to have a beard or something? No, if no, you have facial hair, you might have coronavirus right now. That's just a joke, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you look at me when you said that? Because, <laughs> you, you, well, both of your husbands have beards. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think either of them They're are out me. there wearing It's masks. the one positive not being able to grow one, you know, right there. <laughs> All right, Jess, who are our sponsors this week? All right. This week's episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Hrefs. Whether you work for a big brand, run your own small business, or do freelance work, getting traffic to your website is always an issue. Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. Want to learn more? Check out their blog or YouTube channel for step-by-step SEO tutorials. A YouTube channel that just hit 100,000 subscribers. And Tim just had a YouTube video talking about Medium and how Mm. it's got 2 million people on Medium or something. So go check it out. 100,000 people like it on YouTube. You should too. And if you want to experience Ahrefs for yourself, they have a seven-day trial for only $7. Head on over to Ahrefs to sign up today. 
A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. And today's show is also sponsored by Optio. Optio helps Google Ads managers automate time-consuming manual tasks so they can spend more time on high-level strategy and creative work. Optimize accounts, monitor performance, track budgets, and get alerts when important changes happen. Right now, our listeners can get a six-week free trial of Optio. Go to optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That is O. P-T-E-O dot com forward slash S-E-J to get started and you will get more free days than if you don't. So use that link, optio.com forward slash S-E-J. Thank you to our sponsors this week. And first up in our news is some news that I missed last week. It actually happened right about when you're recording, but Bing has new webmaster tools. This was announced at SMX last week. And on the first iteration, the new portal, that's coming from the Bing release, not me. I would just never go out of my way to say the word portal. But they are introducing backlinks, which is the inbound links report in the current tool, integrated with the disavow links tool to become this one new backlinks report tool. And you will see information about your site's backlink profile, including aggregated count of referring pages, domains, and anchor text for the full backlink profile detected by Bing for your site. The second thing, search performance. You're now going to be able to see page traffic and search keywords integrated as one in the new search performance report. And lastly, sitemaps. The sitemaps page is now a refreshed page. The old page was kind of stagnant. It just looked bad and the new ones there. And everything's supposed to be faster. And lastly, I saw a tweet from Jennifer Slag at GenStar on Twitter that you can now sign in with Microsoft, Google, and Facebook. And you can also import from Google, apparently, according to that tweet that I saw from Jennifer, who was at SMX, so I trust her. If you've been disappointed hopping into Bing Webmaster Tools because of the clunkiness or the slowness in the past, give it a try. One warning, though, you still might be disappointed because of the traffic numbers. <laughs> but in, in, in reality, I love tools. I love this. Did you guys hear about the tool that was recently recalled for being too sharp? Was it an owl? No. No, the tool that was too sharp. <laughs> a knife? The band saw. I don't get it. Is that like a music joke? Like sharp and flat? <laughs> okay, what, what about the tool that was actually helping people with allergies? Was it the owl? Kleenex? <laughs> no, the Benadryl. Oh, my oh God. I get that one. Okay. If I, in all seriousness... I'm a big tool guy. If I had one tool to pick. Would like it the be m- the owl? No. <laughs> one tool to pick, the most innovative tool. Can you guess what I would pick? The Swiss Army knife? No. Flashlight. The most innovative tool, the shovel. 100%. Hmm. It's the most groundbreaking tool. I just oh, think- I was sitting there thinking of all the uses. <laughs> <laughs> just setting up a joke. The first use that came to mind was murder weapon. Yeah, I thought for sure you could... <laughs> All right. What's next? (laughs) Okay, so this next story isn't news as much as leaked news, but through recently published Google search support pages, AndroidPolice.com, I think that's a new source for us, is reporting that Google will soon roll out customizable public profile cards for users. So when someone Googles your name, they will be able to see information that you provide in the search results. It's important to note that this is different than the about me page that appears in search results when people in your Gmail or Hangouts contact search your name. This will be public. Anyone who searches your name will see this information. And a lot of people are calling it a replacement for Google+. To create one of these yourself, apparently you can either search your name on Google or search add me on Google or edit my search result. You're gonna have to do this from your phone and then you'll be guided through the steps to set up your information. And I think the about me, I, th- I think you can only see it on your phone, but I think the about me you can do on the web. I think it's a, it's aboutme.google.com or something. We'll put it in the show notes, but you can get in there and show what you want people to see. But again, this isn't live. It's coming soon. And I think you can edit online, but it, for sure the display is mobile only. Mm-hmm. And you'll need to at least include your name, location, a summary, and your occupation. And it seems like you will also be able to include an image and other contact information. They also say if you share a name with someone famous, because I was thinking about this, you will need to add a distinguishable term to your profile. So I think mine would be like Christine Zernheld, 
hula hoop champion of Ashburn Elementary since 2001. Since 2001? You go back every year? (laughs) No, but nobody's beat me. At least the last time I've checked. Okay. Do you have like a number of hoops? No, it's it's a time. Oh, okay. It's like an hour and a half. Nobody's beat me. Is there a Shep that's more famous than you though? Like, who's out there competing with you? Dax Shepard. He spells it wrong. Oh. He does? Yeah. But what about people with the same name that aren't famous? How do you... Can you scroll? Are you going to be able to scroll through cards? I'm interested That's to see point. how this works. You should just note if you're a hula hoop champion, regardless, yeah. just in case. Like who wins Michael Jordan? Well, Michael B. <laughs> Jordan has a B. I right? think Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's why he has the B for yeah. for reasons like the this. Crying face meme. Yeah. Okay. But it's nice, you know, non-famous regular people. You can control what people see when they search. What about this where somebody searches for Greg Finn and it shows the results for Craig Finn every time? How do you, how do you get that as the same? Should we Google him? Is that a person? (laughs) Google me and you'll find him. (laughs) All right. What's next, Jess? All right. Next up here, TikTok is testing the addition of a URL field in user profiles. So it sounds like a really simple change, but being able to add that link to send users to your website from the platform is a really big deal for brands. Obviously, it's a very brand positive move. So social media today reported on this and they didn't have any official word from TikTok on when the availability will go wide, but it has been spotted in the wild. It's not an internal test. So if you or your clients are on TikTok, definitely just head over to your profile and see if you have that option. Get on it if you do. Be patient if you don't. And if you've been on the fence, now you can actually track people coming back to the site. So that's cool. So definitely check it out. Yeah. And in the words of Glenn Gabe, friend of the show, it's oh, happening. How dare you? Oh, BFF of the show Thank you, chef. of 2020 or of not 2019. He still has the crown. <laughs> Reigning like Asheville BFF. Elementary School. Ashburn. Ashburn. Okay. Well, anyway, here's what he said about the next story. <laughs> it's happening, people. Google promised AR 3D objects in the SERPs for e-commerce products, and now they've been spotted in the wild. So far, I've only seen this being used with some organic Burberry shopping listings. I don't know about you guys, but this is the closest I will ever come to having a Burberry bag <laughs> in my possession. But that one wasn't real? You shared in Slack? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I wouldn't have been on the floor if it was real. <laughs> okay, but it was very convincing. And my comment was going to be like, why did you put your bag so far away from your desk? Because I just looked at the picture and didn't read the thing. It's very convincing. I was very impressed. Yeah. We should put it in the show notes. It's really fun to test out. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen this yet, try searching Black Burberry TB Bag on your phone and keep scrolling until you see a result with a button that says see in 3D. You'll be able to see the bag in the room you're in and take a photo of it. There's a button right there. And the AR is actually really impressive, as mm-hmm. Jess said. I've been fooling a lot of people with my opulence. <laughs> <laughs> so if you also want to see some really ugly $600 sneakers, <laughs> you can search vintage check cotton and nylon Arthur sneakers in archive beige from Burberry. They're really bad. And this is what Glenn shared with us. And I was at a bunch of back-to-back meetings, and I loved your response. <laughs> I was like, wish they could have done it with Keter sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> the sneakers also, like, the bag's dimensions looked pretty good, but the sneakers looked like Bigfoot's shoes on the floor, or my sister's. They were so big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can, can you, like, to use the AR on the sneakers? I didn't try it on the sneakers. And just take your shoes off and show your socked foot and, like, pop it on. I don't think so. Because that'd be fun. I don't know for sure, but I feel like we would know. (laughs) So you just see what they would look like if you just kicked them off casually when you came home. That's what it's supposed to show Basically, yeah. Mm. And it's only one. It's not both. Here's what the sneakers look like (laughs) on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) If you had shoes that expensive, you wouldn't wear them out of the house. How much are they? $600? Yeah. So at digmeal underscore menge. We'll have that in the show notes. Or meng. (laughs) She says it looks like this is running off a 3D model schema. So this is huge for retailers and very exciting for e-commerce folks. All right. Next up, Google has released, well, did release back in the day, the date of March 1st, where they will no longer support the stopping of following nofollow links. So before you could say, I've got a link and it's nofollowed to this page, Google would find that link and they would not follow it. No follow. You just said no so many times. It's so many <laughs> so no's. Confusing. No, but no, now, no. a no follow link doesn't mean anything to Google. So if you say, I've got a no follow link going to this page that I don't want anybody to find, Google can choose whether or not they want to follow and index that page. So 
we knew this was coming. It's not necessarily news. It's more of a warning that that is now the case. And if you wanted more, BFF of the show. I'm sorry. Glenn Gabe <laughs> said that on March 1, Google will start treating nofollow as a hint for crawling and indexing purposes. It's smart to use a tool like Deep Crawl to surface pages on your site where all internal links are nofollowed. Make sure that you block the URLs correctly. Crawl, export, and address as needed. So again, you can check that out. We'll put it in the show notes. And if you want to, you can keep pages hidden from Google. If, if you were trying to do it with nofollow, that wasn't a great idea, but you can block things with the robots.txt file and you can block pages or you can use the no index tag or the X robots tag in the header. So there are lots of good tools out there to help find one and don't lose it. Did you guys hear about that carpenter that kept losing his tools on a job site? He kept losing his tools all day. That's the punchline? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> he was a saw loser. <laughs> you mean he <laughs> was a loser? Yeah, yeah. that's better. That's, <laughs> that's better. better. That that's one's better, better in, li- in writing, I think. I think you nailed it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just finish us out here. Save us. <laughs> well, <laughs> great news here for anyone that's ever been frustrated by Search Console's kind of lackluster data export feature of the past. A better experience is coming. Google announced some improvements on their Webmaster Central blog this week, and these features are going to save users a lot of time. This is actually really nice stuff. Most exciting out of what they announced, I think, are that you'll now be able to export all of the tabs in the performance report at once instead of exporting queries separately from pages, et cetera. And that comes in a really nice, clean, tabbed file. So it looks kind of like what you're looking at in the interface, but it can come into a Google Sheet or an Excel file, which is really nice. And then at the end, they're adding a tab to your download that notes any filtering that you may have applied to the data. So that if you're saving this for records and you're going to look at it like weeks later or months later, you'll have that information right there, which is nice. They've also made some updates to how the enhancement reports export as well. So you'll get all the data behind the chart rather than just exporting the table that you're looking at at the moment. So all these updates are really handy. There's a couple other things in the announcement as well. You can go look at it. But Google's been doing some things that make us feel less than warm and fuzzy lately. So I thought that this was really nice. Like I pictured the little robot guy with the flowers and the snaggle tooth. It's just <laughs> super adorable. And I just pictured him being like, look, snaggle updates for tooth. you. Yeah. Well, he's got like one little tooth to the side. But I, I like it. It's a, yeah. it's a nice tool. He, it reminds me of, of, <laughs> did you guys know about that alcoholic bird that was flying around? Did you know what his favorite tool was? I don't know. A crow- Does he live in our office? <laughs> a crowbar. Oh my god! I don't even get it. A crowbar, like the it's crime. You oh, know and a he's a crow that goes to the bar. Yeah, the it's a terrible. Bird. Joke. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Shep, finish this out. You actually have the last news article. <laughs> yeah, so we have some penalty news from the Martini Buster himself. <laughs> Roger Monty. There have been several reports of unnatural outbound link penalties related to guest posts on publisher sites. Publishers are sending this, forwarding this email to Roger that they got from Google indicating that they're in trouble because they have guest posts on their site. Um, So apparently Google is not feeling very hospitable to these guest posts, but they have not responded to this news. Hmm. Nice. I mean, that's a nice tool to remind somebody about that. Did you hear about the firefighters that couldn't find the axe and they were trying to break into a house, a house fire, and they didn't find the axe anywhere on the truck. And they were looking around and the only tool they could find, they had a hammer. So the one firefighter grabbed the hammer, gave it to the other firefighter, and he looked at the window and looked back. And the other firefighter said, this is not a drill. And the other firefighter said, I know, it's a hammer. You could have told <laughs> that in half the time. But it wouldn't ass. have been as funny. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's Take of the Week is a meme. It comes from one of my favorite Twitter accounts I just found on a whim called Just SEO Things. And it's a meme. So I don't even know how we're going to describe this. This is pretty bad pod here. But I'm going to go through the meme that this person made. It is somebody called Newbie. And they're stepping up four levels. And it says two months into digital marketing. So he has one foot on the floor. Mm-hmm. One foot on the floor, One, two months into digital yeah. marketing, and first step is digital marketing intern, going right over it. Second step, digital marketing associate. Third step, 
digital marketing executive, and he's going all the way over it <laughs> to digital marketing expert and consultant. I mean, did you ever try to do that when you were a kid? It usually doesn't end well. No, no, <laughs> it doesn't. Great point, Jess. <laughs> Great point. But I love it. I love the fact that there's somebody making good SEO memes out there. There's so many bad ones. And I've got a free one for at just SEO things on Twitter. The Wolverine meme. Do you know the Wolverine meme? Mm-mm. Okay. No. So Wolverine, there's one, frame one, Wolverine's looking at a picture. You don't really see it. And then Wolverine's in bed laying down, reminiscing about this picture. Is it a cartoon? Yeah. So picture frame is Wolverine frame one with the picture. Second, you look in the frame, you see everything, mm-hmm. and it's just Google with 10 blue links. SEO's reminiscing about 10 blue links. That's great. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Wolverine meme? No, I have to look it up. And <laughs> Him. He's wearing his uniform to bed and he's all muscular. He's just That's why it's so funny. Google. It's a great meme. Really but you funny. put it in and it's just the old days with 10 blue links. So we're going to get to that a little bit later in the show. Oh, I all love right. it anyway, so on to this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. ICYMI people, John Henshaw at Henshaw on Twitter tweeted this week Did you know you can update Twitter card images? for articles after they've been shared on Twitter. Did you guys know? I didn't. That's Mm-mm. why it's this not asking cool. why am I, right? Yeah. So then he posted a video, like a really short tutorial to show how you can do this in WordPress and also a link to an article that he wrote on how to open graph, how to add open graph in Twitter card metadata and optimize images for social media. So you can check that out in the show notes and learn how to do this. I love this because you don't always want the image you have on the article to be the social image. And I hate image tweets. And I hated the responses to this. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody was like, awesome. Everyone was like, I already knew this. (laughs) Old news. I taught this years ago. (laughs) Like, okay. Well, we didn't know. I know, but we should respond. Well, that's why it's ICYMI. People know it. But you might have just not seen it. Maybe something you overlooked. <laughs> what even is this show? Someone said yes. It's too old. It's a too old now. What? You know what? Wolverine's looking at this in bed and he's like, oh, I knew. Oh, I knew about this back in the day. Nobody's reminiscing about this. Nobody. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. Lightning round is brought to you by Optio. Optio makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic or creative work or making memes about SEO. Whether you work in an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio or if you just want to do some home construction with all the tools you have, Optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier. Shep, how do you use Optio? So Jess talked about Optio's alerts last week, and they'll alert you if you have a spike in impressions or something that could be potentially scary. But they also send you alerts for good things like a record low CPA, record high conversions, or other achievements. And I feel like this is a really easy way to add some sizzle with our clients. And when you get one of these, you could forward it along and say, hey, look at this. (laughs) Do you notice I I only send you guys the negative ones? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I got to start sending the positive ones. What a bad uh, leader. What a bad leader over here. But you can be a good leader with Optio. Head on over to get a six-week free trial of Optio. Optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com forward slash S-E-J. And here's what's happening in the paid universe this week. First up, made in the USA ad extensions have been spotted in Bing search results. These are automated extensions and it appears to be a test right now. But interestingly, the automated ad extension was spotted on Bing.com results in Germany by Frank <laughs> Santmas of Hamburg based SEO and analytics firm Verit Ber- <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I really wanted to try to say it. Verit Best Bird. 
you know what? You might have some hot, some chops hula hooping, but German isn't your thing. Sorry, Shep. No, I already, I should know it from my workout videos, but like, (laughs) why do people in Germany care that something was made in the USA? That's a great point. I was just too worried about your pronunciation and that just went right over my head. There are so many letters in that word. Okay, moving on. 21 gets another one. At Stephen John's 21 notice new performance alerts auto applied to his Facebook business manager account. He was notified that his cost per result has increased and his screenshot also shows advertisers can choose which metrics they'd like to see performance results on. So he could choose from cost per result, impressions, reach, results, and amount spent. And he always gets everything before everyone else. So Mm. keep your eyes peeled for that in the future. And more news from Facebook. They are banning ads that claim to have cures for the coronavirus or, quote, create a sense of urgency around it. Oh, no. Are they going to ban this this episode? (laughs) I guess we didn't say urgency. We definitely, no. We were going in. You're on a ship sailing to it. You said your ship was going there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There's no urgency. SS Corona. And the article also (laughs) says, meanwhile... Facebook users are turning to groups on the social network to buy and sell medical masks in bulk. <laughs> this world is just one. It's something. Wonderful use of groups. So if you want to advertise about curing the coronavirus, don't. Also, I thought it was interesting. Did you know that it was Milan Fashion Week last week and like it really happened? I thought all of Italy was shut down. Apparently not. Like I saw pictures. I didn't do too much research, but I saw some pictures and like I thought people were going to work in like cool surgical masks. Yeah. That could be kind of cool, but they didn't. No. 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 Did you see that bag I got? I got it at the Milan Fashion Show. I sent you that picture, right? (laughs) Sitting on the floor. And that one shoe picked it up there too. (laughs) And next up, Andrea Cruz at Andrea Cruz 92 on Twitter spotted a new Twitter LinkedIn feature in the wild. When you're setting up a campaign, you can see forecasted results. This is the, quote, total spend that is hypothetically available with your bid and target audience if you had unlimited daily budget and unlimited total budget. Great. <laughs> hey, Bloomberg, yeah. there's one new feature just made for you. That's uh, Everything's for politicians. That's all I can think of. Like, who in the world? Do you think I'm made of money? And why can't you, don't you know, at Jeff Bezos and at Mike Bloomberg and just only show that to those people? Maybe just do that. And it doesn't even say anything about like your other performance metrics and how they'll be affected by the spend. It just says like, here's how much you could possibly spend. I like (laughs) that. Gee, (laughs) thanks. Okay. (laughs) And finally, in paid, (laughs) a new feature that nobody asked for from Snapchat. (laughs) Swipe up to call ads, drive direct phone calls from the ad in app, expanding on Snap's existing swipe up ad options. Hope, you're the most recent Snapchatter. Do you call people on the phone? Um, I call my mom on the phone. Would you call her via Snapchat? It's for would my Would my mom be running an ad for me to call maybe. her? You never know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she misses you. I mean, yeah. Would, you, call, would you use this to call an advertiser? No. Who would I be calling? A pizza place? Bloomberg. Maybe. He's advertising. Yeah, He's got Bloomberg. a limited budget. Calling for pizza is the only acceptable reason to call someone. For an ad? Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in organic? This week's organic lightning round is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs makes competitive analysis easy. Their tools show you how your competitors are getting traffic from Google and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most search traffic. Find out the exact keywords they're ranking for and which backlinks are helping them rank. From there, you can replicate or improve on their strategies. If you're not getting significant search traffic, yikes, you need a tool. An Ahrefs tool can help you find topics worth creating pages or content on. You can easily see estimated search volumes, engage traffic potential with their Keywords Explorer tool. If you are getting search traffic, use features like their top pages report to break down which of your pages are bringing in the most traffic, then figure out how you can replicate this success. Jess, how do you use Ahrefs? So you mentioned the Keyword Explorer tool there, and 
I use it when I need to get inspired. So explore is kind of an understatement. This baby's really like keyword research on steroids. You start with just one keyword and then you can see things like additional queries with your keyword in it, related questions people are asking in search, and also other terms that top pages that are also ranking for that term rank for, which I think is wild. So there's tons more in there as well. It's just really, really awesome. Anyone that just needs ideas or looking for a place to start, it's a really, really great and they have a seven-day trial for only seven bucks. Head on over to ahrefs.com to sign up. That's ahrefs.com to sign up. All right, Greg, what's happening in organic this week? We've actually got lots happening this week, and Google has announced a new feature in image search this week from Danny Sullivan, and he announced it on his search liaison handle. And Google Images will now show icons on desktop that provide useful information to indicate images that lead people to pages with products for sale, recipes, or video content. There used to be pixel numbers there. And now you'll see, again, if it's going to be for sale, a recipe or video content. I've got some advice. I want to see more information. So a few things they can add on. If the site I'm going to is going to be using slideshows, that'd help. I wouldn't go there. You wouldn't? No, I hate slideshows. (laughs) If a site had... The desktop site had a hamburger navigation. Oh. And right now, Marketing Clock does. Yeah. But it's good enough. I don't like hamburger navigations on desktop. Or if a site had Comic Sans or Papyrus. You should do that, Google. Free advice. <laughs> do, you like, do, you, do you like Papyrus? I, I can't picture Papyrus. My mom's email signature is Comic Sans, though. Oh, oh my mom's. Nice. <laughs> it's rainbow. My mom is the town clerk of our town and her whole email. Like the body and everything is in Comic Sans. So it's alive. And, Good and, luck, yeah. Lewiston. <laughs> All right. If you still want more information, you can mouse over the icons and you can see the text or length of video. And you, they're, they're still accessed. If you mouse over them, you can find the pixels. So this is an overall great improvement in my opinion. Next up, more from at search liaison on Twitter. And he said, of Google liaisons, there are now two. And Danny is welcoming Matt Koval who is the new YouTube liaison. And so just as any liaison status is, you need a liaison handle and a normal handle. So oh no. <laughs> at YouTube liaison is at Matt Koval. So we have at Danny Sullivan and at Matt Koval and at search liaison and at YouTube liaison. On no. Pick one. This no, is this Twitter. <laughs> this is all of them. All right. And next up, we have Google Search. And this is an article that's a little bit of a clickbaity headline where Google Search is indexing WhatsApp group links and invites. And this actually originated from Jordan Wilden on Twitter, where there were some unsavory things that were shown <laughs> about these private WhatsApp groups. But what had happened is they were shared on a public domain. That link, even if you had it no-followed in March 1st, you'd still be able to follow it on through and ended up ranking. This article that I was talking about that was a little bit clickbaity made it seem like it was a Google problem. It's not. It's a Facebook problem. If you don't want these things indexed, take them out of the index. Mm-hmm. Listen to the show. Listen to you know minute five of the show where I talked about how to get that done. All right. Plowing ahead here. Next up, Doc Pete at Maz did some research into how far down organic position number one can go. And it turns out far, very far. Dr. Pete had found a few examples where to find the first organic listing in the way that he defined it, and we're getting to that in a minute, for something like the word lollipop. You had to go down 2,938 pixels to find a standard blue link. And there's a lot of concern there. So there's a lot of ads for lollipops? For lollipop, there was, the first thing was a YouTube video. Then there were local listing. Then there was news. Then there was more videos. So that's the thing, is is YouTube organic? How come no song lyrics? Isn't that a song? Sure, the word. You have to go (laughs) check out the whole 2,938 pixels and you can find it out. But it caused a little bit of an uproar. BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe. This should just be the Glenn Gabe show. 
get rid of me. Get Glenn on here. But he tweeted about it, and it led to a conversation where Danny Sullivan jumped on on his at Danny Sullivan handle. And he said, I'll pass the feedback on. But I, when I read something like, while featured snippets are technically considered organic, or the idea that for Lollipop, the first listing isn't the big video listings at the very top of the page, there seem to be some problematic assumptions. So it's true. Doc Pete was looking at the, he was just like Wolverine. Reminiscing <laughs> about the 10 Blue Links days. And Danny Sullivan saying, well, this is a YouTube video. And then we also have news. These are, Nobody's paying for these things. So it led to a little bit of an uproar. If you want to follow along, check out the tweet and our show notes from Glenn Gabe that is in the comments there. Oh, and just to back Danny up, Danny's always been forward thinking, even when he wasn't at Google. So when he was at, I think he even Search Engine Watch back in 2003, he had made the statement to say, the skilled search engine marketer's most important asset is understanding how search engines get various types of listings that helping their clients enter the appropriate databases. Think beyond web page databases and you'll be prepared for the future. And here he is, just repeating what he said 17 years ago. Wow. So everybody is a little bit right, but I think Danny has a good point. What if you care about the 10 blue links? Doc Pete also is correct. So. You make the call, folks. Next up, from Google Webmasters with your friendly little robot there, Jess. Love if him. your how-to markup is eligible for guidance with Google Assistant, you can now use the rich results test to preview your results on Google Home and Smart Displays. There is some documentation over at developers.google. It is in the show notes. And you can see and preview how your how-to may look for the home and the home hub so check that out in the show notes from matt southern over on search engine journal next google is sending email notifications via search console to alert site owners about spikes in search traffic for specific pages an email will read your page is trending up followed by a number indicating the page's average daily clicks over the past few days the one thing i have is this is weekly so you can see weekly, things are trending up. I need it faster. <laughs> I need some optical level reporting. I need HREP. Yeah, this would be like, HREPs. you lost a backlink today. I'm like, oh. Like, I, need, <laughs> I need something quick. <laughs> you know? Weekly is too much. And I don't want all the positives. I know we're talking about positives. We need to be a little bit more positive here. But like, give me the dips, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a webmaster. I need, I need to know when I'm <laughs> dropping. I need to know how to fix it. I don't just want the positive. That's what I need. All right. Next up, Yelp is beefing up its waitlist feature, including support for large parties. So now with waitlist, you can add a larger party. So parties of seven or more can now join the waitlist at participating restaurants. So if you look for a restaurant, you can hop on and there's a kind of number scale. You can choose how many are in there. So maybe we could use this. For sure. Oh, for our team, yeah. No, that no, would have helped on for, Friday. For, for all of us four here and our three listeners. We could hop in and say we need a table. Oh, I was thinking about our big work lunches with Cypress North when we have to sit at four different tables. Yeah, that's never happened before. That happened on Friday. It's it was... too much. Next up, Amazon is testing an AI chatbot that generates original dialogue in real time. Apparently, it's the first in the customer service market, which, get out of here. There's How is it original? And that's terrible. Generate original dialogue. There's a ton of stuff. I mean, apparently, it uses neural networks and, you know, all the. The fancy terms. You know who has a terrible bot? Disney Plus. Don't get me started. They have terrible boats, too. <laughs> Did you hear about Did that? you see that story? Yeah, boat sunk. That's really what? funny. What happened? The Jungle Cruise boat sunk. Wait. People are on it. it the just Jungle Cruise. The, Luckily, I mean, the, water the water is like, is like six inches yeah, deep. It's nothing. It's That's the best ride. No, because there's like no real Move animals. Over coronavirus. <laughs> We've got a new problem with boats. Yeah, you and just boats. like opted into Google alerts about boats. <laughs> That's <laughs> where you saw it. Boat o'clock. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so check it on out. And lastly, Amazon retail analytics used to be a premium feature. It was thirty thousand dollars, according to Robin Johnson over on Search Engine Journal, and it's now free. So. In your minds, get ready, set, go. Give yourself the Oprah GIF of free. Everybody gets a free, free, free. Amazon gives that over to you. And that is it for Organic Jess. What's going on in social? All right. First up in social, Pinterest is launching what they're calling Pinterest Lite. 
globally. It's <laughs> fewer <laughs> calories, <laughs> right? Like it's L-I-T-E also just for funsies. It's a scaled back version of the app and it's meant to help with adoption in areas that have a slower internet connection or people with devices that don't have as much storage. So it's a nice thought. But Pinterest said the app offers, quote, most of the features of the Pinterest app, but they didn't really expand on which those are. The details in the article were kind of light. Oh, how many carbs? <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. Zero. <laughs> Just for you. It's keto. All right. We reported on this as a test a couple weeks back, but LinkedIn is officially slowly rolling out that featured section of user profiles. So now that it's official, we have a couple more details about the content you can actually feature. LinkedIn posts, obviously that makes sense, but also website links, images, and even documents can be added. So it'll show up towards the top of your profile. It'll be really, really predominant there. So definitely use this as a place to showcase your best and only your best work. Or if you're really bad, use your worst work. Why? I don't know. So people like, just get your your brand. Yeah. <laughs> this is all my crap. Please enjoy. Just put the show at the top. Or so yeah. people don't talk to you on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, I get clickbait. <laughs> put your clickbait there. <laughs> so I don't know. Check it out. It's rolling out slowly. So if you don't have it yet, just be patient. And I'm not sure if Steven Seagal, guys, has a LinkedIn profile. But if he does, I'm guessing he's not going to be featuring a recent endorsement that he did with a cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. Coin with two eyes, what? two gen. So it's Bitcoin, like Bitcoin, two gen. Bitcoin. There's two eyes in there, though. Don't worry about that. It's Bitcoin, <laughs> I saw two that gen. other. I no, I have not. <laughs> I saw that other seagull on the Today Show today. Who? Jason. Uh, yeah. Oh my! You guys, Hoda Copy asks the most outrageous questions to people, and people act like he's so nice. She's rude. What did she ask? I she know. said, "Jason, you turned forty last week." Are you where you want to be at 40? I mean, yes. <laughs> that's a good interview question, no? Yeah. No, but like, I feel like that's so depressing. 40? No, just like anytime you turn a new age, do you oh. ask yourself like, am I where I want to be? Like, no, it's a depressing question. I just thought it was weird. And she's always doing stuff like that. Anyway, I don't follow her. But I mean, that's more interesting than what I was going to say about this. Uh, <laughs> so we'll move on. But anyway. No, I, th I think the big thing is, <laughs> He didn't disclose that these were ads. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about it. We should talk right? about like it. That's, yeah. that's why it's in here from a marketing standpoint. Yes. He's not being, it's not the fact that what he was pushing was a scam. It was the fact that he wasn't disclosing it as an ad. Yes. So if you're out there, if you're an influencer like all of us here, including Hope, you're a TikTok influencer, right? <laughs> I'm shaking my head. You need to make sure that it is labeled sponsored clearly. Yes. Again, this isn't the crap product under there that put him under siege. Right. It was... The fact he didn't disclose it. Yes. And it, this he's being fined by the SEC. So it is a big deal. He did agree, if anyone's wondering, to pay. He didn't uh, confirm or deny any allegations. He should be he fined just, just for the all fine. the eyes. He is not yeah, above the law. Even though he thinks he's hard to kill, they can get him. He's on deadly ground when he's Who doing Who is this about? These are all the <laughs> They're out for justice. Titles. They're out for justice. <laughs> this is pretty good. Are you a fan? I've never watched a movie of his in my life. I'm a fan of pretty much anyone with a ponytail, so I'll say yes. All right. Fair enough. Next up, Facebook is testing color highlighting for links and hashtags in post texts, which right now on mobile, at least, are just bold black. I, I didn't know this was something that we needed, but I, that's the point of a test, right? So they're testing that. Look out for it. More important for marketers, something cool from Twitter is a new initiative they're launching called Good Copy, Bad Copy, which is cute. It's like Good Cop, Bad Cop. I don't know if that's a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, they added a Y, though. Do you know that? Well, yeah, because it's about copy. Okay. Yeah, just making sure... <laughs> So the at Twitter business handle shared a video this week with super simple but effective best practices for writing better, more engaging tweets. What's really promising about this, though, Greg, looking at you here, they framed this around writing better at tweet copy that can be turned into ads. So I don't know if this is a precursor to better ad support on Twitter, but I feel like you've been waiting for them to at least talk about ads. They don't need better ad support. They just need better ads platform right I, yeah i mean support in general okay, yeah. on twitter yeah so it could be good things but if anyone is looking for how to improve their tweets there's just some really good no-brainers here the video has really good visual examples of how you can compose a tweet and make it you know stand what does out a little it bit say more. about retweeting yourself i didn't I, it wasn't in there Look, i'll retweet that last <laughs> take you had retweet <laughs> retweet okay Next up, if you are selling on Etsy, listen up, because according to The Verge, Etsy is going to start automatically advertising its seller's products and taking a fee, at least 12%, for every sale it refers. 
the ads will appear on high traffic sites like Google, Facebook, and Pinterest, and there will be a requirement for shops doing more than $10,000 in sales a year. That's a direct quote from the article because they just, they, wow. it's very poignant. You cannot opt out of this. That's it's crazy. completely rude. You can opt out if you're above that $10,000 threshold though, to be clear. It's for those folks that aren't at that level. Yes. Finally, here in social, Reddit has released their annual transparency report for 2019. So if you're interested in the types of content that has been removed from the platform, why it was removed and how, give this thing a read. There's some cool pie charts and graphs in there if you're a visual person. My favorite is what I'm dubbing the tight-lipped Pac-Man. It's a pie chart where the two slices of the pie are 99.6% and 0.4%. So it's really good visual. I just, I, that's crazy. That's a crazy image to show. And I also yeah. like the fact that they're, they've got subreddit quarantines. I feel like there's going to be like Greg on a boat and it's going to be quarantined <laughs> right about this time next week. Oh no. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. Shep, what's that happening with your accounts lately? Okay, so there's a lot of things that about, about Buffer that are just dumb. Um, but one of the things is you can't search emojis, like you have to scroll through the whole list. This oh. is a big problem for you, Shep. Well... But it's better now because I discovered Emojipedia. Emojipedia saves the day. Yeah. One time my Twitter wasn't working for emoji search. It was, it was so hard. That happened to me and Hope too. I think it was a thing. But on Buffer, you can never, ever search for them. Like, how dare they? They should add that. Should <laughs> I hope they're listening. All right, just what do you have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, this week I was using Google Ads Editor for something other than making bulk changes. I was using it actually to help me audit an account. So I was doing a review of campaign settings across a really large account that we have and looking at them one by one in the online interface is obviously a tedious time suck. So it, it just makes it really easy. You can select multiple campaigns just like you would edit them, but it's a great way just to look at settings as a whole. You can very easily spot anomalies in campaigns or ad groups that should be set up the same. Look for you know anything where it says varies and not everything's the same. Just a great little, I guess, life hack. If you're auditing an account, you don't have to go through one by one by one. Keep it in mind. Use Ads Editor for that. All right. And for me, this is a tip more geared towards agencies. But one thing that we started doing is we're an agency. We're Cypress North, mm -hmm. and we do digital marketing development and things like that. We have proposals that we have to make. Many times, clients need a little bit more information in these proposals. So what we started doing is breaking down the entire conversion funnel, what it looks like, taking the customer acquisition cost that we need, working our fees into it, and showing the customer what our plan is, how we're going to get there, um, so that they're comfortable not just seeing the total investment cost, but the fact that we can work ourselves into this and be super profitable. So me being salesy isn't like a big thing, but me being data-driven and number-driven, I think it makes that conversation easy and it makes the investment show that you can do this and you can still have a great profitable push. So something you might want to test out. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. <laughs> Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Okay, this week's WTH comes to us courtesy of Jif Peanut Butter. They have teamed up with the, this is going to be a very controversial story in, in general. So they have teamed up with Giphy to release a special jar of peanut butter that replaces the word Jif, J-I-F, with GIF, G-I-F. So you, you already know where I stand on the topic. Mm -hmm. But Jif agrees with me. So on the JIF, GIF with a soft G jar, it says creamy peanut butter. But on the GIF jar, GIF with a hard G, it says animated looping images. And you can't take either of the jars to school. No. <laughs> it's got to be sunflower butter. <laughs> so basically, they're taking a very hard stand on the GIF versus GIF debate. And I think if both of these two parties are coming together and taking the same stand, we have to agree with them. No. Really? I refuse. I want to know what Jiffy says, not Giffy. What does Jiffy say? <laughs> They're not real. Are you really on that side? Yeah. You both are? 
hundred percent. I've always said GIF. Never. And the biggest thing I learned from this is the difference between a hard G and a soft G. Um, I just didn't know. <laughs> like giraffe starts with the same two letters. I know I learned it at some point, it's but like, like giraffe. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> Jet out of here. You didn't know that before. <laughs> I'm sure I did, but it's just one of those things that like I don't care about and I don't remember. But in this situation it's important. And like why isn't it a hard J and a soft J? It also, starts with a J. Can I just give myself a little credit? I talked about this two weeks ago. The Jiffy should hook up a Jeff. And they actually did. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah. They were right? listening. They're Where listening. was I? Right here. <laughs> right here. Just not listening per usual. <laughs> what I want to know, I, I take umbrage with the fact that it says creamy peanut butter. I don't know if we've ever done like a two kinds of people on chunky versus creamy, but I am team chunky when it comes to nut butter. Not on, maybe if the bread's toasted, not on, not, but they had a picture of a PB&J on this mm. and it looked so good. Do they have a PB&G? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now on to this week's Petri Dish, where we have a segment of segments. We put some things out there and see what sticks around and let it fester. Last week, we had a all-timer called Thanks, Brad. <laughs> and this week, we have Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> so this week's Sorry, Bruce starts with Brian Harnish, at Brian Harnish on Twitter. And he says, sentiment is changing about how sites rank. Google is now uses your BBB rating to determine whether or not your site should rank. At Bruce Clay, Inc., Hashtag I love SEO, hashtag SMX. Oh, this was being reported from SMX. Now, Danny Sullivan on his at Danny Sullivan Twitter handle responded, no, we don't use BBB ratings as a ranking factor. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> All right, and now we have a new segment <laughs> called Sorry, Bruce, Part Do. What? All right, and this comes in response to Danny Sullivan. So in response to Danny's response, Bruce Clay at Bruce underscore Clay on Twitter said, Hi, Danny. I did not mean to say the BBB was a ranking factor. I meant to say it was a trust factor, and trust impacts rankings as we understand it. We have a three-for-three three correlation between F rating and a crash. Please confirm that in no way would poor trust matter. And Wait, Danny what? Sullivan <laughs> said on his at Danny Sullivan Twitter handle, we don't have a trust factor. We have a mix of various signals that help us estimate authority. BBB ratings have nothing to do with any of that. But it wouldn't surprise me if businesses with low ratings ranked poorly. But correlation, not causation. He didn't say sorry, Bruce, again. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> you said that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a whole, it's, it's a segment. the segment. <laughs> I say sorry, Bruce. Sorry, Chef. I thought you were saying Sorry, Chef. You don't get this segment. All right, on to another one called No Duh. And I this don't comes get any of the segments. <laughs> and on the next segment is from Barry Schwartz, who reports over at Search Engine Roundtable on Google still using PageRank internally. And he reports that John Mueller over at Google says there was a question asked to John. And the question was, John, does backlink from high domain authority websites matter in the website ranking? Of course, this is a tool that's made by Moz and Google has no access to. So John says, we don't use domain authority at all in our algorithms. No duh. <laughs> all right. And one that you might understand here, Shep, good sheet. And this comes from PPC Kirk at Kirk Williams. Or no, sorry, it's Kirk Williams at PPC Kirk. And he has the Zato Google Ads audience targeting list of affinity categories and in-market segments that you can see in one Google Sheet. And I might venture out to say, it's a great sheet. Oh. oh. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is Tag Snag. It's a Chrome extension that, with the click of a button, extracts all the tags associated with a YouTube video, which is pretty sweet. But even sweeter, they also have a multiple mode, which can pull in the tags from the top 10 videos listed after you perform a search on YouTube. That's cool. It's really cool. And I played with it for cat videos today, and people be tagging the heck out of cat videos on YouTube. So... It's a fun little test if you want to try it. It's free. It's a Chrome extension. It's just a great tool to add to your arsenal if you're in the video game. So we will have a link to the Chrome extension in our show notes. Head on over and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, 
so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. All right, and this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Lily Ray over on Search Engine Journal. And this is the Google Featured Snippets Guide. Lily has a fantastic look at 2020 and what it means and what feature snippets are look like basically in 2020, the impacts on them. So she breaks down the recent developments that we've all seen and reported on in the past few weeks, what the January 2020 snippet update looks like for the search engine results pages, if featured snippets are being affected by the eat considerations. And Shep, there's one thing you like. Yeah, I really liked the controversial query breakdown. So it showed the difference between Google and Bing and their featured snippet for different controversial queries. Like I remember there was one like, is the earth flat and how they handled it differently. Just fun. Pro tip, don't get in a rocket and go try to prove that out. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you, Lily. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you to Ahrefs and Optio, our fantastic sponsors this week. And if you're looking for another great podcast, don't miss this week's episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. This week, Danny Goodwin has Adam Reimer, and he covers a great amount of content, including his takeaways and his experience working with an abusive client, what winning the Affiliate Summit Pinnacle Award for the Affiliate Manager of the Year twice meant. I mean, that's got to be a big trophy. There's lots of words there. (laughs) And just one little snippet from the podcast itself. He says, I have a requirement and people that have worked for me can vouch for this. Within the first five minutes of an onboarding call or initial call, we swear twice. They say hack twice. That's crazy. Um, One of them (laughs) has to be an F-bomb. Wait, why? (laughs) The main reason, oh, here it goes. This is what Adam says. The main reason is pretty much if you're going to work with me and my team, you're working with creatives. I like to say people don't hire us for brain power. They hire us for the crazy. So, so we're creative if we swear? Well, check that out. If you count hacks too, you can give us a call here at Cypress yeah. North. But it is now <laughs> not officially Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com. While you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. This week, we have everybody's favorite game, a new game made up by Jess. Jess, what is today's game? So it's almost Leap Day, and in honor of this fine holiday, we're playing a game called Leap Hey. Oh. <laughs> hey. I like the sound. Exactly. So it took me forever to come up with the name. But anyway, I am going to give you a fact about a celebrity, one that was born on Leap Day, and you have to tell me who it is. You guess oh. it right. You get a point. You guess it wrong. I will tell you who it is, and you can save yourself and earn a point by telling me how old they are in leap years based on their birthday this year. Why are these celebrities I'm going to know? Birthday? I don't, because I wanted to make it rhyme. What? Are these celebrities I'm going to know? Yes. Okay, every answer is worth a point. First one, this blonde beauty rose to fame in the 1940s with hits such as Buttons and Bows and Laughing on the Outside, Crying on the Inside. Are she, you kidding she, me? This is Wait, the this one's for Can I bring in for you? It's not Marilyn Monroe. There's another part of the fact. She also played Grace Emily Kelly. Dyers on 1989 Hope. episode of Murder, She Wrote. Hope, Grace <gasps> Kelly? No, no, it's not. I don't, I don't know. You don't know? All right, well, Hope, you guessed. So it's Dinah Shore. She did pass away in 1994, but do you want to guess how old she was in, in leap years? When she, how old she was when she died? Mm-hmm. In leap years. In leap years. I can't do math. S- wait, 63? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Perfect. Yeah. I'm she was 264 okay, years old. She died when she was 78, so she was 19 and a half years old. All right. All right. Did you guys know that the first warrants for the arrest of the Salem witch trials happened on Leap Day? I did not know that. That's a fact from Reader's Digest. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wild, right? Okay. So next up, Blank is the lead singer of the band Foster the People of Pumped Up Kicks fame. Oh, I know the band. Some I don't guy. know the people. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Greg? 
Foster. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yes. It is. Bruce Brad. Sorry, Bruce. It's Mark Foster, but you can guess his age. Oh, like Foster the people. I said Mike Foster. Foster. Oh, I said that. Okay. But you didn't buzz I'm in with your name. I'm going to say that his age is approximately nine leap years. Yes. He's nine years old, a.k.a. 36 on wow. leap day this year. Okay. Next, this life coach and philanthropist once got caught in an elevator with Jack Black. With Jack model Black. Greg. Greg. Tony Robbins. Yeah. How He's a model. It's from the movie about the person that was ugly that was not ugly. Shallow hell. Exactly. He's a big fella, too, he that guy. Is. Do you want to get a bonus point for guessing his yes, age? Yes, I do. All right. I would like to give him 13 leap years. He's older than that. He's 15. AKA 60, but I'll give you the point for guessing his name. So you are leading with two. Nobody else has any points. I don't know any of these people. I'm sorry, Hope. Did you know, though, that in 1712, <laughs> there was actually a February 30th? What? <laughs> yes. Only in Sweden and Finland, but they decided to have an extra leap day in order to catch up their Julian calendar, which was outdated with the new Gregorian calendar and like get with everybody else. Wow, that's yeah. fun. That's so some calendar history. That's, these are Reader Digest. Reader's Digest got these facts. All right. Next person, blank, a.k.a. Jeffrey Atkins, has starred in films such as Half Past Dead, Scary Movie 3, and I'm in Love with a Church Girl. Greg. Yes. Matthew Lillard. No. But I'll finish the fact and someone else can buzz in. Oh, oh no. I'm supposed to give you a chance, right? I have right? no idea. To guess how, per, how old this, this person is. You name, made Jeff. up the game. All right. Well, I want to finish reading the fact. This person's more notably known for their music career. Greg. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> No. <laughs> Do you want to guess? What? I'll just tell you. It's Ja Rule, everyone. Oh. He's the most famous person on this list because nobody was born in leap year. This was really, really ja hard. Rule. Would you like to guess how old he is, though? You can I get can a point. That? Yes. I will say that he is 10 leap years. He is 11. No points for you. He's 44. This literally. Can I give you a fun fact? Yeah. That every leap year is rare disease day on leap year. Really? Because there's not many of them. You're making that up. So I'm not making it up. Reader's Digest? No, Greg Digest. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know, guys. This, it, it, no one was born on Leap Day because it only happens once every four years. I'm loving the facts. Yeah. Well, these were the only celebrities I could find that I thought would even be remotely close. But in reverse Leap years, we have had 16. So I think we can be done with the game. I will like, venture out and say that is not everybody's favorite game. No, so thankfully, really we won't have it for another four years. <laughs> and we, we'll see you next week.